Welcome to The Breadwinners, the podcast about the never-ending hustle and its impact on all aspects of our lives. From our financial life, to our relationships, to our kids, to our health, we're interested in what it takes to keep everything going. This podcast is about women, working, money, and family. And in every episode, we will consider the research and share our takes on what we're learning every day about breadwinning. And we'll ask you to share your breadwinning story. Each week, I'll be joined by Jennifer Owens. She writes about working, wellness, and founded the Working Mother Research Institute. And I'm joined by Raquel Ellison. She's an executive coach and management consultant who works with companies big and small to design workplace policies that work for all employees. Well... So we're going to talk about authenticity today, which is uh, the idea of bringing your full self to work, which I think uh, at this moment in the pandemic, uh, we're all doing a little bit more than we ever maybe thought we were as people see like our bedrooms and they see our kids walking past. I actually said to my daughter today on a web call, uh, this is video because she had no pants on. (laughs) So, you know, so sorry. Can we there bring- was actually there was yeah. a there was another one. I don't know if it was an Italian clip, but you've seen the clip where like woman's on the like the woman's on the um she looks really professional and she's on the video chat and then <laughs> and then the guy in the background walks by in his soccer shirt and like no pants. <laughs> So, so we're good. We could just bring our full (laughs) self to work. And, you know, and people were talking about this before about, you know, I can, you can I bring my full self to work? Can I be my own self? And, you know, I mean, there's always a part of us that we keep, you know, do we even share our full selves with anyone in our life? Really? You know, if you want to get existential, but let's get a little, little we're going to go deep real fast. (laughs) But can we bring our full self to work? I I, I say to you, is that an, a possibility? Um, you know, define full. No, I, I think that um, I think I am a believer that bringing more of oneself to work um, is is incredibly important. It's mm-hmm. important for productivity. It's important for employee development. It's employee, important for building relationships on teams and among, you know, and between a manager and employee, uh, you know, bringing yourself to work is important. I think that there are kind of different ways that we do it and different consequences if we don't, um, that, that are, you know, important to consider. I think that I have definitely been in, in work relationships where there was oversharing, um, Mm. And too much of bringing in, I don't even know oversharing. It was like too much. And I think this happens a lot in entrepreneurship, like bringing way too much of your, you know, it's such a, it's such a personal endeavor and there's so much risk that people I think end up talking about themselves maybe more than they should um, when we need to focus on work. But, but I think, you know, one of the things that that's really, you know, as I did a lot of work around um, paid leave, you know, transition coaching and, and content around that and advocacy around that. I think one of the kind of important talking points that I've had and my colleagues have had in talking about this is that, you know, the, the transition to parenthood, because it exposes, um, a whole other aspect of your life can actually be an asset to, you know, to how it, to the mm-hmm. way that employee and employer relationships develop, you know, to be able to have 
an opportunity, a very natural opportunity to kind of talk about something that's happened outside the workplace and experiences that can be shared or common between employees that don't have to do with like the same retreat they went to right. five years. Find ago. new ways to bond. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's it's I mean it, it is really powerful. And and the research shows that, you know, that it can be really impactful for leaders. They they're better if they're able to have this this kind of engagement with their employees um and really uh, like see what's going on behind the curtain. They're better at, you know, resolving right. conflicts and they can have a more macro view and their employees, you know, research shows that, you know, research in the Journal of General Management shows that employees are less likely to, you know, burn out if they've got that kind of that kind of um connection with their employer. And and I had that, I think we referenced this as another episode, but there's that piece of research that came out of um Northeastern about um oh no, I'm sorry, it was University of Georgia about uh how you know the imp- the the response that a manager has to announcing that you're pregnant um, or expecting <gasps> mm. a child has an impact on the relationship that one tiny micro moment has an impact on the relationship over can be measured over 16 months later like you can you can wow. see how if that's handled well what a bonus that's going to be and i think um so you know, I think it's, it's important. I think it's, I think that we're definitely going to see people shifting gears a lot now. Right. Around that. Because every call I have now, and, and I want it, uh, we spend at least the first 15 minutes of it talking about, and how are you doing? You know, what's yeah. happening in your house? Yeah. Are you doing okay? And, and how's it, and how's it happening in your house? Everybody's kind of, you know, well, you know, I'm dealing with the homeschooling and, and it's, yeah. It's a bonding moment. Yeah. And yet, uh, and not just talking about the pandemic, but, and yet we have all known people who don't get the tone right or correct. Don't get the, it's don't get the, the moment right or the stories. Right. I, and it's weird because I don't know that there's any place to say, here's the script on how to share yourself, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. No, that's, there isn't. There isn't. And I think, yeah, that's the thing. People, it's, it's almost, you know, I wonder, I think if it's about, I'm totally making this up. There's this yeah. is my, my anecdotal, you know, experience, um, just kind of coming up with this, but I think, I wonder if it's about what we share about ourselves and then what we ask people to respond to or, or own, or, you know, like, you know, when we bring it into the conversation and it's not, you know, I mean, I think when, you know, when in the, in Al-Anon, um, Al-Anon meetings, like when you, like there are, or, you know, in 12 step meetings, like the whole idea that they talk about is like, not, um, not like you can say your own story and nobody should have to like, say, oh, what you should really do is this. Like, oh, the way you fix that is that. And I think it applies to the workforce to some extent. I think if people come and tell you this is what's going on, um, you know, I think people can respond to it. Um, And I think it's, I think the tricky part is like how to not make it the other person's, 
you know, issue to grapple with as well. Right. But to just let right. that be and have everybody be very comfortable um, with just the idea that like saying it, saying it out loud is helpful. Right. Like it doesn't right. mean that you need to you need to respond directly to to what somebody's saying. Well, th- there is that 80-20 rule that that I am terrible at, but that you're, you know, in a perfect world, you should be listening 80% of the conversation and speaking yeah. 20% of the conversation. And, and it, you know, with multiple people or one-on-one, you know, there's nothing more engaging or welcome than to have someone ask about you and then listen to what you have to say. So. Yeah. I think part of that um, being authentic, yes, is is awesome, is putting it out there and then welcoming. I want to hear your authenticity too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and and uh, I think one thing that we're going to see more of, um, just yeah, like in this by moment. definition, is yeah. is work life conflict. So, like I we we talk about that. Um, you know, the concept of work life, we talk about work life balance, which both you and I are like, no, (laughs) (laughs) good luck with that term. We know that like work life fit, um, or work life integration is is much more accurate. Like how are you fitting these different components of your life together? And, you know, when you have, when you're able to be authentically yourself, you do, it, it, it does generate, as we just said, managers who are able to enter with their employees are much more, um, much better able to deal with conflicts. They're able to communicate better. It's just a whole different, um, different domain. I think that's true when you have work-life integration, when you have work-life conflict, like it's exhausting. You're overloaded. There isn't, you know, everything is interfering with everything else. Um, sound familiar? Pandemic. (laughs) Pandemic parents. Yeah. A new, a new movie to come out in 2023. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's, you know, I think we are by definition at the moment that where, where just work and life cannot be easily separated in any way. And I think that we have to, you know, there has to be an understanding among all of us that this is just, you know, we're going to see, we're going to see not only work and life interfering with each other, um, you know, where like my kids come in the background of my call and they're like fighting. I had to get off a call the other day. (laughs) I was like talking to my, luckily it wasn't a client. If it was a client, I would have shoved everybody out of the room, but it was a colleague. And then we were trying to explore this online tool, ironically for facilitating remote meetings. And then like, I, and then like all of a sudden, like my son and my daughter start fighting. She's like, okay. (laughs) But, but I mean, so there's that, but then there's also like, damn, this is really scary. Like, you know, we're all, we all have this kind of like, you know, remote work can be isolating as we know. And we're all literally, um, if you're doing the right thing in social distancing, we're all literally completely isolated. Um, so I think that comes up too. That's part of work-life conflict too, is just this kind of overall existential like fear. Um, you know, so and the, it's a balance in that in being being authentic authentic to say i yeah i'm feeling really overwhelmed or the like i think it's it's also keeping in mind that when you're talking cuz i'm thinking about it in the workplace you know of course hopefully you're bringing your authentic self to you know your family and your friends but at work 
I think there is a limit. You know, you're mm-hmm. not going to so. Today, I put on my left sock and then I put on my right sock. And then, <laughs> right. You know, you're not going to go that deep. But I think uh, completely uh, as someone who openly shares a lot, you know, when I, I do all the time, um, I think it's a reciprocation, though, that make sure that you're, you know, you're allowing the other person to be authentic, too. I think yeah. that's part of it, because I, I was reading, a, you know, a bunch of articles about this topic and, um, you know, people who kind of stumble and bumble their way through, you know, the wrong time to bring up something or there, there is, oh, my goodness, this I will put into the episode links. There is a very funny rundown on McSweeney's about pandemic humble brags. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's like um, uh, we got stuck in. It, you know, on my private island and we can't get back, you know, like it's, um, it's oh just God. all very silly things about being, you know, oh my goodness, I meant to do, you know, I don't know if I'll be able to drive my Bentley this week or something like that. So it's to have some, have some, to have some self-knowledge, be self-aware of how you're, you're talking about your experiences, but also to welcome other people to say them too. And I think that kind of keeps you in check. You know, if you yeah. tell your story, but you invite others to tell their story as well, then you can both have a layer of authenticity. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, just as you were, I think the authenticity is coming out, you know, that makes the best, I don't know, humor, man, just yeah. kind of hits it on the nose. But so Kimberly Harrington, who I know and love and has written some pretty, um, pretty like, uh, transparent, you know, pieces about, about what it's like to be a working parent. She also did, um, she did a piece of McSweeney's that I thought you were going to reference, um, oh. <laughs> which, was, which was working parent pandemic bingo. And oh, like, no. or, or like, or, um, so it was just about like, I don't know, different things. Uh, like, I think it was really about like homeschooling and working. Yeah. Um, she's, she's so freaking brilliant about like how she, how, how to like talk about this stuff, which we're all thinking and we're all experiencing, but how do we get funny? Cause we just <laughs> need way more of that right now. Um, yeah. So I well, mean, when oh, we're like, back in, um, there is an assessment, which I thought was very funny. It's a five question assessment that Harvard Business Review, the writer, uh, of one article, put together to figure out when and where, when to share and when not to share. Oh. <laughs> question number one. Yes. Let's see what you think about these. There are five questions. Okay. What, what formal self-reflection have you done? <laughs> I don't engage in self-reflection. I have completed many self-assessments. I have taken self-assessment tests, but rarely gotten feedback from others. That's a good, that's a good start. <laughs> Okay. Have you thought right. about how you're presenting yourself? Yeah. Um, okay. What is your goal in self-disclosure? Uh-huh. What information do you disclose? What personal stories have your colleagues shared with you? Ooh, that's an interesting one. And then how long have you known your colleagues? You know, if if you're having a question in your mind about whether, like, how authentic to be in your workplace – it's interesting. Take a moment and consider how have your colleagues experienced this? What, what do you know about your colleagues? Are, are, is everyone mm-hmm. sharing stories? Mm-hmm. Then it's the culture to be a little open and you have to decide how much you want to share. 
if they're not, do you want to be the first one to kind of broach this? It, you know, these are all, yeah. every culture is different. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I think that, I think a couple things. I think that, um, well, you know, I've definitely been in cultures where there have been, you know, a sort of general sense of like, yeah, we don't talk about that here. Um, yeah. We don't talk, but within teams, that's different depending on the manager. Mm-hmm. And within that team, there are people who are like, you know what? I'm still, I'm good. <laughs> I don't need, like, no. I'm not, I'm still not going to say anything. The one I'm, time I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I mean, I think that the diversity, um, inclusion, belonging, in, diversity, inclusion, belonging, and equity conversations, um, you know, require part of bringing your whole self to work, being able to be inclusive is about, you know, sharing pieces of yourself. So I have been in a meeting with um, someone who didn't share very much about about herself, but then in the context of a meeting talking about that, um, she did. And it was like, it was a lot in one yeah. go. Um, and it was, you know, it was wonderful. I mean, it was, it was, it was, um, heartbreaking to hear yeah. about this person who, um, was like st- such a steady hand and had obviously had to make it that way given circumstances she was, mm-hmm. she had faced in her life. But I, I think that, you know, I think there's, I think that's one piece, right? So when we talk about like the cultures, there are cultures that, that encourage different things in different ways in different contexts. Right. Um, there is, uh, you know, so I, I went to grad school for this stuff, um, to really look at how businesses work, but there, there's one, um, we did, we had a lot of, a lot of content we did was around group dynamics. And so we went to, um, this, this conference, it's called the AK Rice conference. It's fascinating, um, because it shows it, it has you go into like literally different groups. There's sometimes where you're thinking about how you talk to each other. There's no agenda. It's just how are you interacting in a big group, in a small breakout group, in a tinier group, in a bigger group. And you kind of have to become aware of all these things. So I think, wow. I think it does. Yeah. It's an intense experience and I definitely had a beer during lunch, but, um, <laughs> it, it's important to, I, I'm a big fan of really thinking about what we do and we, you know, what we think about when we, um, when we're in these different contexts and how it changes our reactions and our mm-hmm. presentation. But I, I also think, you know, everybody talks about emotional intelligence and I think, you know, when those questions are sort of, I'm sure tying a bit to emotional intelligence, but the guy who wrote about em- emotional intelligence, Daniel Goleman also wrote a book that I think gets, gets way less love called social intelligence. And, and it's really about like, how do we, how do we like, like not everybody really comes to, comes to this idea of how to interact with people naturally, as we know, like a lot of people don't. Right. Right. And so, so he divides like to be socially, social intelligence is defined as awareness of others, feelings, needs, and concerns combined with an adeptness for inducing desirable responses in others, the intelligence that lies behind group interactions and behaviors. And he talks about awareness being one one half of the one half of the puzzle and the other is relationship building. So awareness being like, how attuned are you with what people are actually feeling? How empathic are you? Are you accurate in your empathy? <laughs> like, I think that's right. also, like, are you tracking this right? Or maybe not. And then 
um, social cognition, just like getting the ways that, you know, getting what your Mm -hmm. culture expects of you. And then on the relationship building side, there's, you know, do you have concern for the other people? Are you this concept of like synchrony? So like, are you like, if you're in a super good mood and I come in and I'm like, well, I think that the pandemic is going to destroy it all. Like right. I have not read the dynamic correctly. And like, we are not on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, and then yep. there's self-presentation, which is what I think that question's getting at, which is like, do you, are you aware of how you're talking about yourself? Like, <laughs> do you have that knowledge? You know, that's a piece of it. And then influence, like how can you kind of get your message across in a good way? But I, you know, when I, not a lot of people in my field, like, are as excited about social intelligence as I am. They kind of feel like, no, 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 it's just about emotional intelligence, which is just like how you, how you understand other people's emotions. But I kind of feel like the, so I'm always like singing my song about social intelligence. Cause I think that's yeah. where it comes up here. Like we don't always know, you know, like you can like understand objectively other people's feelings, but like, if you're not really aware, like if you're not, if, if you don't have that synchrony piece and like, we're not on the same level at all, like you're going to yeah. miss it. It's happening. If, you're not, yeah. awa- if yeah. you're not aware of how you're presenting yourself. Anyway, that was my social intelligence yeah. rant. Thank you, Daniel Goldman. I like both <laughs> books. <laughs> so. Well, and I think all of this is interesting uh, it, in thinking about this, that uh, in the diversity and inclusion space for those of us who have something that makes us different, that it's visible, a visible difference. Maybe, you know, go all, you know, I'm in a wheelchair or I have, um, maybe I'm black, maybe, you know, just, or I'm female, something that puts in an underrepresented minority at work. Um, these questions have an extra filter on them on how much you're going to talk about yourself and the like, and that, that's, I, I feel like in this moment of the pandemic, we're experiencing a little bit of like, we all have, we're all different now. You know, it's not yeah. the same, but we're feeling a little bit of that, that sand, you know, to feel like I can't just show up to work, you know, wash my hair, put my good shoes on and, you know, I'm off to work. Yeah. I have to kind of put pieces together in a way that's um, different. And I, I can't, I can't be my usual self. I have to communicate over video calls and I have to, mm-hmm. and it, it makes me think of those who come to work and have been dealing with being the other in the room so often mm-hmm. and uh, having to kind of, I don't know. I don't know even if it connects, maybe I'm making a connection that's not quite uh, strong, but it just, I'm, I'm thinking about all that right now. Authenticity and the things that, that keep us from being authentic that are external, I guess. That, you know, I think, you know, it's interesting. I, you and I have done this work for so long and I, you know, there've been like 3 million webinars about how to lead remote teams. And it's not even that I, so I did one yesterday and it, it wasn't even, you know, and I was transparent. I was like, I'm an executive coach. (laughs) Like, this is what I'm doing. Like, I'm just curious, you know, it's a refresher in a way, but I also like, you know, given that we're in this, this new era, which unlike, you know, something like 9-11, where we were all forever changed, like this is, you know, and I, I mean, if some people have had that trauma that they've experienced over and over every day, so not to say that it was, right, you know, it was one event, but, um, you know, when we talk about the difference between change and transition, 
you know, change is usually the one event and the transition is how you process it. Right. So, right. so we're in the middle of just like this, the change doesn't stop. And so the yes. transition doesn't stop and we just don't know how long this is going to be. But so it was interesting to get on the call with them and some of the suggestions that they had around bringing, you know, around ground rules and how to get people engaged were, was really funny. Like what are really interesting? Like don't let people turn their cameras off. Like that yeah. was one of the thing that they said, like, do not. Like, That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I know people, there's a lot of zoom backgrounds where I am. Um, a lot of people like one of my clients actually had folks come and take pictures of the, of where they work so that when they were on the zoom calls, they could have the zoom background like after the, <laughs> nice. um, so, you know, I think you can be that you, you don't have to be out there. You don't have to leave your zoom background down if you don't want to, but, but there are going to be different rules in terms of what looks authentic online versus what looks authentic in the office. And I think, we're going to figure that we're, out. We're going to figure it all out. So, well, as we do, let's figure it out together. So yes. thank you for joining us today on The Breadwinners. Whether you're a chance or a choice breadwinner, we hope you enjoyed the time you spent with us and that you'll share your own story at thebreadwinnerspodcast.com. How are you making it work? Are you keeping the video camera on? We'd love to know. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and to rate and review it. Let us know what you think about the breadwinners. Help us tell the stories that mean the most to you. And until next week, keep hustling. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.